Hobsic Odyssey, Discoveries of the Then and Mysteries of the Now. With some ever so coarse language at one point, it's a special feature length Sir Bernard Moore show. I'm Sir Bernard Moore and this is the Sir Bernard Moore Show. This week I'll be exploring a place that I've begrudgingly tolerated, slowly gotten used to and nowadays come to kill him. I mean, call home. Yes. That place is the small village of Hobsick, nestled Nestled in a sort of a, a kind of a valley between another valley which nestles between the market town of Towley and to the west, the other one, it's another town that we try and avoid as much as possible called Upper Girl's Bottom. And if you keep going, you'll find yourself in soft shite. And I was born in Cairo in 1942. As you can probably imagine, the world back then was a very different place. Then, as a child, I grew up in Snane, which isn't on maps anymore because of reasons officially attributed to things I'm not allowed to speak of. Then in the late 1960s, Mum and Dad found true happiness. They got divorced and Pops moved into an apartment in Towley, taking me with him. It didn't last. What does last? Note. Pops was evicted and aged 30 years, 3 months, 3 days, 3 hours, 3 minutes, 3 seconds approx. I went to live with Mother, who, aged 76, had come into a substantial sum of money. Quite a few billion pounds, in fact. I haven't actually ever questioned Mum properly regarding the origins of her fortune, but amateur sleuth that I am, I've discovered that she probably encountered aliens may have learnt the secrets, definitely sold the secrets to the US military and gets paid on commission for every new idea that pops onto the market that has its origins in extraterrestrial technologies. Like oven gloves and books on tape. Mum purchased House Home Hall, a really big, oh-so-old-fashioned, sprawling property that was built in the, the late 1950s by cardboard box tycoon Carl Boardbox. The nearest village was, still, and it still is, Hobsick. A mere two minutes flaunts through picturesque meadows dotted with massive patches of nettles and the occasional burnt-out murk with a dead cockney gangster rotting quietly in the boot. Nowadays, I think of Hobsick as home. I mean home. Home. Yes, home. And that raises a question. Does a place make the people, or do people make the place? That's a good question. People, place, place, people. You know, I thought about it for a full hour and 90 minutes approx, and nearly decided that it was definitely the people that make the place, only to change my mind, just like that for no reason, and started thinking it was the other way round. 
it was really weird because it was as if neither statement were true. But in a way, both of them weren't not true neither. I could feel myself starting to cry. It was hopeless. Hopeless. It was the hardest question ever. Ever. Someone must know the answer. (laughs) Then it hit me. Well, a piece of hot smoky metal hit me in the face and an idea came to me at nearly the same time. I'll ask Mum. James, there's really no need to be embarrassed about going to the no, moon. There won't be any girls there. It's mainly dust I, I'm not, cheese. I'm not embarrassed, Mother. I'm covered in blood. My head's split open. Oi, and bleeding it, it won't What were you doing with them Thyrotrons, Andrew? Well, they ain't three bob a dozen, you know. Mum, this, this hit me on the head. Ooh, gizzier, gizzier. What is it? Is it important? No anymore, it ain't me, dear. Oh, it's dear. the gimbal off the gyroscope. But look at that, it's bent, look. The impact with your noggin's gone and thrown it right out of kilter. Mother, I was Rex! Rex, you half wish the gimbal's gone stewed with the bird of James's bonds, look. I was wondering where that had gone. Mum! Hey? Do you think a place makes the people? Draw me to get it in the vice. We think it is a god bloody mate. Or do the people make the place? Rex, you will have to get on the blower to Angela at NASA and order a fresh one and don't mangle your metric with your imperial. I don't want to be up a ruddy ladder on that launch pad at two in the morning next Friday in the breezy morning underneath Robinson with a biscuit on a string of cross with any witness of a love pepper. Mum, Mum, do you think a place makes the people? Hey, your head's bleeding. First day there. Don't worry about it, kid. It won't be permanent. I don't think it was that my presence in the secret underground spacecraft hangar was unwanted. And I'm sure I wasn't a hindrance to Mum and Werner and Rex and Andrew. But it was super obvious they were busy. Remove it out tonight. And I mean tonight. The space race is a race, after all. And I know the North Americans have been on the moon, and for a lot of people that means the race is over. But if we looked at everything in life like that, then the Premier League would have finished as soon as Brian Dean got one past Smichael in the fifth minute at Bramall Lane, August 15th, 1992. That'd have been it. 
Chef you one, man you nil. That weren't it though, were it? Just as football ain't about one goal, the space race don't have to be about one race. They didn't stop playing till everybody to go home because Brian Dean scored a penno in the 50th minute, which is my favourite minute in any hour. And even though Man United scored as well, it was 2-1 in the end to Sheffield United and that's only the start of the Premier League. And space is, if you think about it, it is even bigger than the Premier League in some ways and nearly as mysterious as well. And whilst we're on the subject of mysteries, Hobsick, it was still bothering me. Had it made me who I am? Or had I, whom I was and still am, have made it what it was and is still? Shoot, I couldn't even ask a question, let alone answer it. I needed to speak to somebody who'd listen, somebody who cared, somebody who wasn't preoccupied nailing the wing mirrors on a space rocket. If Mother felt I might, that perhaps with Father I'd get further. Pops was never too busy. It's great that I've now got the interpentence to use the phone unsupervised. Hello? Hey, Pops! Quick question about Hobsick. Who the fuck's this? I'm Bernard, I... Who the fuck do you want? Are you my daddy? Am I your fucking what? You don't sound like my Pops. Are you inquiring about the room? No. No, I don't think so. I'd, I'd like to speak to my Pops. Is he there, please? Pops? I don't know no fucking pops. I think you've got some serious fucking discrepancies within your telephone directory, Doc. Joe! Joe! Joe Moore! Why the fuck didn't you say that to begin with, you thick cunt? Are you fucking pissed or summit? No, a hot piece of gyroscope hit me in the face. Right. I'm sorry to hear that. Bastards, them gyroscopes, mate. Sorry. Joe! Fucking move, you fat eyed larsh, you prick! Some wet fucker wants to buy some weed off you. No, 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 I don't want to buy any weed. I just want... the fuck should I know? Tell him four, four. Other side of canal, maybe. Or I'll cave your fucking face in with me new rounders, bat. James, is that you, James? Hey, hey, Pops! Who, who was that? <sighs> Listen to me, James. Listen very carefully. Your Pops needs your help in a special way today. Only you can do this thing for me, and I know we will. You'll help me, won't you, James? Who is that man? It's fine. It's he's a really good friend. A really good friend of of somebody who doesn't like me very much, and it's fine. There's no reason to to even consider beginning a process of what could be termed worry or worrying in, in any sense I'm not in trouble. But there's potentially a horizon of problems around the corner, so to speak. Why is he in your flat? Ah! <laughs> because because of, of the now, of the whole encapsulating timing of the very precise meaning of how things are and must be. And Pops, are you okay? Huh? Are you okay? Okay, right now? Yep, yep, yes, yeah, right now. Mm. I tell myself, Joseph, you are a well man, and your life has meaning, and your future is a near tangible likelihood within your grasp. Mm. Because 
because, because your son loves you, don't you, James? And he'll never see his pops go down. You'll see the sky freeze over and the wind turn to ashes. And the sun will go swimming in the black lake of despair. But one of James will never let his pops down. This, this James I hold in my heart like electricity. But it's all paid for. Where is this going? James, I need four grand. Oh. Okay? I guess. Why? Because! Because that guy you were talking to... Before? Who is he? He's... He's a spy for a foreign country and he's stolen some super secret papers. And I need to reunion them and get them to the Prime Minister by half past seven at the latest. Wow! Well, I'm I'm sorry. I bet that's secret information as, as well as... as well. Sorry, Pops. Yeah, it's vital. And I mean, it's vital you tell... It's vital you tell no one. James, do you think you can get me the foreground? I need it now. I'll miss my coach. Yeah, £4,000. Okay, I suppose a a cheque's no good. A cheque is no good, James. No, cash then, cash then. In a gateway bag, double bagged, wrapped Mm. up in something something inconspicuous like a Dalton's Weekly. I'll bring it, you know, Pops. (laughs) Go over the walkway, over mm. the bypass, by the canal, and li- leave it behind the bin where the fence is all over, overgrown with brambles, James. <laughs> Tens and twenties. No fifties. Can't I bring it to you at your flat? I can't see you, James. I've, I've got a really achy neck from doing mixed martial arts and loads of roneoing. Just leave the bag behind the bin, and that will be truly magnificent. Okay, but later in the week, when you're back from London, maybe we could, maybe we could go for pizzas, and you can take me swimming. Don't hang around after you've left the bag. Just, just leave the bag and go. No fifties, remember. I'd love to ask you about the village and, and growing up, me and you and, and those old times and, and what Hopsick means to you and, it, and it's like... Yeah, you need to hurry with that four grand, James. Seriously now, I'm going to get in the biggest trouble with the mayor. I thought, I thought, I thought it was the Prime, the prime Minister. Yeah, they the both need a copy each. It's crazy. It's one of them days. I really need you to do this for me, James. Get going, OK, you know? Yeah, OK, bye. Get off the phone. Great stuff, got to go. Bye, Pop... Pops... Love you forever. Miss you too. Bye. 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 Pops is Pops. Everybody knows him. Everybody loves him. Except Mum, unfortunately. I did as he said and just hoped that he'd get those super-secret Roneo'd documents to London in time. I waited for ages on the footbridge overlooking the bypass to see if his coach might go past. I think it did, but I'm not sure. Hobsick. Had it inspired Mum to go exploring out there in outer space? Had it somehow set Pops on the mysterious path of international espionage? Has it made me who I was? Had it made me me? Had it made me whom I am, I mean? Hmm. Imagine you were born in the United North American States of the US, grew up in London, England, had a successful acting career on the TV, and could choose to pick anywhere in the world to live in, pretty much. Why choose to pick? Of all the places to choose to pick from, why decide to choose to pick Hobsick? 
I guess I'll have to find a Hobbsic resident who fulfills all them criteria and ask them. Impossible. There is no such resident, I hear you say. Implausible? But yep, there is. Believe it or not, my uncle, Uncle Elliot Francois Campy, was born on Manhattan Island in 1968. The youngest child of Eunice and Pete Campy, and the youngest sibling of my mother, Crispine, and the middle one who we don't see, Jan. Eunice, a core anglais and oboe teacher to the sons, daughters, and anything in between of the stars, and Pete, who mainly stood looking out of windows, dribbling, and growing his hair really long. Eunice was studious, hard-working, determined, and may even be single-handedly responsible for the absurd oboe overload we see nowadays in Hollywood movies, where they try to add pathos to sickly tales of paunchy single dads down on their luck, or a teen who falls in love with a computer. Soon after Elliot reached toddlerdom, the family moved to London City, where fate played its fortuitous five-fingered fist of fortune. A casting agent spotted Elliot on a train platform talking to a banana in a really convincing way. And he was quickly cast as the lead role in the children's televisual spy serial sensation of the 70s. Dinky spy. He battled Soviet agents. He foiled international conspiracies. He infiltrated the inner circles of enemies beyond the Iron Curtain and beyond... And he bravely did all this with the aid of naught but his MI5-provided spy satchel, containing things like a radio disguised as a banana. 118 five-minute episodes later, now 16 years of age and financially comfortable from monthly royalty checks which would keep him secure for life so long as he didn't live past the age of 40, Uncle Elliot decided to retire from acting... He was on the verge of signing a lucrative advertising deal to become the youngest ever face of Dactarin Athlete's foot cream when misfortune struck with the devastating and untimely deaths of his parents who both died on the same day. Pete, from choking on a prop radio banana and Eunice, who upon learning of this tragic news fell nine stories from one of the windows Pete liked to stare through and ironically impaled herself fatally on an oboe. Forlorn and loaded, Uncle Elliot moved to Hobsick, close to the only family he had left, namely me and Mum. He bought his own warden-controlled bungalow and reinvented his cell as a make-believe agricultural contractor. Make-believe, yes, although he does have a tractor and can drive it slowly on B-roads. In the daylight, in good weather, if me and Mum are following closely in the Volvo 360 GLE. <laughs> the previous evening I had loaned him a reel-to-reel tape recorder and some blank tapes to start recording some of his earliest memories, recollections and thoughts he could remember. Maybe finally I could get to the bottom of this. Does the place make the people... Or do the people make the place? How are about to find out? I hoped. Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. I know I'm out.
You know, you might smell. Is that no. what you might say? No, I might sound like I've got a... Hangover. It sounds like you've got bees stuck up your nose. I've got... That's dust. Dust from what? I, I went to sleep on, on under the sideboard. And I, I do Uber around, obviously. But I'm too with that specific area for quite a while. How, how many years? I think there's a, there must be a dead mouse or a vole or shrew down there and it's all the fur has come detached from the vole's skin. <laughs> I breathe it all up my nose. Right. Now I've got a massive angle over. Yeah. Look at this. Tequila. Yeah. Never heard of it before. You've heard of it now. All my, those bottles I, I didn't realise it was as strong as that. Have you about, have you about finished? Oh. Right, is that bit done? Right, thanks. We can actually get on to the point of why I'm here and not listening to a drunkard talk about sniffing up mice. I'm not drunk now. Right. I said I'm not drunk now so I can talk to her. You know, you have, t- you, want. you have two ears and one mouth. That means that you're supposed to listen for twice as long as you speak. With you, it's the other way around. You need to take to the toilet. No, I want to get to the point. What is the point? That's a good question. But the point is... I've oh, got, the tape. I'm about to play a tape that I've asked Uncle Elliot to prepare. Oh, heck no, now the tape. Wait, so it's here in front ah, of you. Ah, now. I, I, I asked you to record memories yeah, of Hobson. Kind of, I had Hobson. such a lot of problems with it. With what? Trying to get it to work. You've seen me operate a tape player loads of times. Uh, I asked you last night, do you know how to work it? Uh, you, whilst opening a tequila bottle, said, yes, I do. Uh, know how uh, to that, work the tape. That's it. Uh, so you do know how to work the tape. And what were it? Memories. All my memories. All your memories of Hobson that we can include yes. in the programme because you've lived here since you were 16. This is the programme. The programme is is contained, hopefully, on this tape with you talking about Hobsick. It'll be absolutely brilliant. Oh, I'm sure it will. I'm sure it will. I had a full orchestra. Right. With a a P bass. I had had dancers. I had uh, jokes. I had a ventriloquist. I had... Oh, it was brilliant. Took took over 2,500 francs on door. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Uncle Elliot's... No. If I'm sick, do you think you'll hear it? Well, you've got a bucket there. Just try try and be sick. Try and be sick. I have been sick, but I think I might be sick again. Try and be sick quietly. I am badly. Right. Ladies and gentlemen, Uncle Elliot Campy's Memories of Hobsick. Through the valley of the moon, the road to Eldorado. Right. It'll be on after this. Roll it down a bit. I'm playing a fast forwarding function. Probably just trying to check out what I will be doing. Warming up. It's testing the dynamic range of the microphone. How long to fast forward for? Pardon? How long to fast forward for? What? The tape with you talking about Hobsick, we're now fast forwarding it. Uh Do I stop it now? I don't know, I can't hear it. Now? A bit longer. You see, if we go too far, we'll miss the, we'll miss the memories. I'll have, to, I'll have to employ the rewind function. Uh, we'll be skipping back no, and forth. No, don't bother stop rewinding. It now. It. Stop, stop it, it now. now. Ladies and gentlemen, Uncle Elliot Campy's Memories of Hobsick. Oh, and did you... You lady, you speak! I don't remember that. 
Still, that's not it again. Is it even on this tape? Is this the right tape? Ah, oh, now there is another tape. It could be this one. Well, should we try that one? Yeah. Or do we, do we persevere with, with, with this tape? No, persevere. For how long? Uh, well, wind it to... Where's the tape at the start? Well, what tape at the start? Where's the tape that I've just... Press played with, then stop, fast forward, play, stop, fast forward, stop. Uh, was that at the start, or do I need to... Yes, because no, because I was rewinding it, and then I collapsed on the piano. Oh, and then breathed up a dead mouse. Uh, right, so you must have got to the end of the tape. Breathed up a dead mouse? Wait a bit. Play or stop? Black of my nosy daft block. Play? Play, ladies... Play? 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 Right, ladies and gentlemen... Uncle Elliot Campy's memories of Hobsick. This doesn't bode well, does it? How do you mean? Bode well in what way? You mean I might be sick again? No, I don't mean that. I mean bode well. Stop it now. Both well in the sense that yeah, you've only about a minute left. Right. Right. Stop it there. They... Right? Is yeah. That, will, will, will this be it? Definitely. Right. Yeah. Now, ladies and gentlemen, Uncle Elliot Camprey's Crampry, Crampry, Crampry. Uncle Elliot. Camprey. That would be deliberate. Uncle Elliot Campy's memories of Hobsick. That's not it again. Terrific. I'm sorry. I told you. Tony Campbell. Turn it over. Turn the tape over. Uh, right. I told you to turn it over. Right. 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 Play or fast forward from here. You are. Do I press play or do I press fast forward from here when I'm on side B? Where's it going? No. Can't hear anything. Ladies and gentlemen. Until he camp his memories of Hobsick. Ah. Show me the way to go home. I'm trying to know what you know to me. Leave it to lonely clouds an hour ago. I just got straight to my head. I've had a couple of drinks about an hour ago. And it's gone straight to my head. And I've had a couple of drinks about an hour ago. And it's gone straight to my head. Wherever I may roam, on land or home, you shall always hear me singing this song. I'll show me how to roll my boat. Oh! I bet you're beginning to think that I didn't do it. Yeah, then the lads crossed my mind. It seems pretty likely that you haven't. Stop it here and try. Stop it here and try. Do I stop it here and press play? What are you, what are you looking for? Other songs? Yes. No. <laughs> what are you talking about? Hobsick. Oh, now let it roll on a bit. Right, Elliot. If I press play now, will this be it? Because if not, I'm just going to have to go. Alright, try it. I'm sure it is. I, I do remember talking about Topsy because we had a crowd of uh, at least 200. Uh, further fantasy. Uh, last chance saloon for you, Bozo. Ladies and gentlemen, Uncle Elliot Campy's memories of Hobsick. Oh. There was an old fisherman, she sailed from a 
Oh, you, what you're doing is you flash forwarding over me talking and my dobson and you're only catching song. It's all by coincidence. I did it like I was performing it in France. How long have you performing what in France? As if it was my stage show. Why would right it be talk in about... France? Because they didn't want to listen to it. Well, because I was drinking tequila. Okay, I get that part. Right. So, leave it on, no, leave no, it on. Because it. it'll be on after this. Right, leave, it leave it to end at song. It'll have you already done this song? No. I didn't do any repeats, although no, I did an encore, because they did, I, ah, they asked for, for, asked for requests, and then they did an encore, until <laughs> about half past five in the morning. It's over. It's all over, and you ruined it, because, for one night, for one night, you couldn't stop drinking. For one night. You no, stop drinking. two nights. You want to take him to the toilet before you go? It's true that Uncle Elliot Campy regularly ceases to amaze me. Still, if he wasn't up for talking to me about what makes this village so, so special, a serendipitous glance at a pamphlet I picked up in a chip shop implied that there were plenty of people who were. Eight people, in fact. All members of the Hobsick History Society, which I'd never even heard of, but according to the pamphlet, it definitely was a thing. I spoke to local historian Mike Jaycock, who provided me with a vague and fascinating peep into Hobsick's fascinating past. Hi, I'm Bernard. You must be Mike. Hello. Hi, Mike. Hi. It's, it's nice to meet you. We're, nice we're, to meet you. So, you... Thank- Thank you. That, 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 that's fine, it's nice to meet you. I should explain to listeners at home or in the car that we are just stood on a little heath overlooking yeah. uh, Hobsick. Well, this is where... This is a, a nice stone path next, yeah. to the, next to the bypass. Next to the bypass. I mean, years ago... Try and talk into the mic. Yeah, yeah mic. sorry. There wouldn't have been a bypass, obviously, hundreds of years ago, That and, and there is a dispute. Can we move away from the bypass and look the well, other direction towards yeah. Hobsick? Because the... Where the bypass no, is. No, try and talk into yeah. the mic. I'm just talk looking into back the... at the bypass. Don't, see, look, don't look at the bypass. There's a dispute that it's... I'll, I'll look this way and yes, I'll think that I'm looking at... Yeah, yeah. The bypass. Talk about something without looking at it. I'm not being rude, it's just for the listeners at home or in the yeah, car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the the bypass. No, no, the, the by, don't worry about the bypass. It used to be a cart track, if we go back far enough. And so, where... in, so in settlement terms, why is the Hobsick village... A reasonable distance from what used to be the cart track. You would have thought the cart track would have been Well, that would main cart track to Towley, you see. Ah, Towley is, for those of you listening at home or in the car... You see, Towley's got bigger, Hobsick's got bigger, so now... Well, Towley's bigger than Hobsick. Oh, well, yeah, much yes. bigger, but, you, you know, we are now uh, sort of set to become like a suburb of it. What were the sort of things, what were the sort of uh, working working environments, the, 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 the jobs that back, people would in have? In the olden days, where then. there'd be blacksmith shops and... Bees and yards, and not really any big industry. Cause it's not a mining area. People say it's a mining area. And they, 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 they use evidence. Some say that there's, there's been tin mining, lead mining. Not so much. I don't. Th- I've not found any balloons around here, so I don't think that. I don't because think wherever there's a balloon, there's a yeah, yeah. Wherever lead. there's a balloon, that's where they would smoke. Yes, yeah, so I read that in the pamphlet that you supplied. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I have to keep the dating pamphlet because there's a dispute about the 
about the, some of the facts in the pamphlet. So you're saying there's no evidence of lead mining in... in well, there's a bit, yeah. I mean, they have found some, but I wouldn't say it was a heavily lead mining area or... Tea. So what you're saying is there is evidence of something some which you're saying land. that didn't happen? Well, what I'm saying is that until we've got more evidence that there were a lot of lead mining, I would say that lead mining weren't a major industry around me. Right, so we're talking more about different crafts back in those days? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, but it's, it's mainly farmland, really, because it's good, 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 good ground, good water supply. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. 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 So what the, would you say makes a Hobsic person special? I don't think there's out that makes them special. There's certainly a lot of things that make them different. Um, the, the can you can you just rattle off a few of these differences? Yeah, I mean, um, well, traditionally, people from Hobsic are quite small. They're not tall people. Uh, Is that because the, of interference in the water supply, like, like the lead getting? No, no, there's not a lot of lead mining around here. Is it malnutrition? No, no, no. Lack of sunlight? It, it could be. A, Overwork? Could, could be. Could be. Could be that sort of thing. Or it could just be uh, the the genetics of it. And, uh, yes. In the in that and uh, and they don't. The, 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 the sort of, it's known that the the indigenous people of Obsic, who's going, going back hundreds of years, is they, that, they, that, they tend to grow a lot through primary school. They shoot up like in early years of primary school, get to about five foot four, and then yeah. stop. But do you well, think there's that, a lot of smaller folk? Do you think that also attracts small people to come here and live here who weren't actually born here? So just mine clearly it's five foot five and a half. He's he on the smallest. Tall, but he's been, he was attracted to live here. Yeah, I suppose yeah, they feel yeah. at home. Do they, they feel do, at they home? They do, yeah. It's, it's yeah. a small village of small small people with, with small ideas. This is really exciting, Mike, because I came here thinking we were going to talk about basic history, and we're actually dipping into philosophy a well, little bit. History is you know, uh, all tied History with is economics. Is that true? I, I don't know. I just made that up. I don't really know. Um, Could you tell us a little bit about some of the interesting things you've found... Oh, on yeah. your well, on your on way. your dish. You. Yes. Is... Remember to talk into the mic, yeah, please. Yeah, these Mike. are all old fossils. These. That's. Just a minute. That. Oh, that believe it or not. What is that, Mike? Mike could you secret, just explain secret. to the to uh, to, 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 yeah. to the well, listeners? Well, looking what... at something about six or seven inches long. Uh, so it's stone fossil. Um, you can see there. There's a shape of what could be an eye. And that's probably where nose were. It's a, it's, a, it's a fossilized sea creature. All this would have been underwater. I mean, you know, we're going back a long, long time. How many years? A lot of years. Five hundred years. No, no, no. Fifteen um, hundred mil- years. Millions of years. I'm, I'm sorry. Millions. You know, really back in. Are you really saying that what was just in your hands was a million years old? Probably older than that. And that's even bigger. What than is that? Mike, can you just explain what that is? Well, it's, I think it's a skull. What is I it a skull of? Oh, well, I don't know. I mean, this. Um, I have seen skulls. Different school of thought on it. It could be, again, another sea creature. Yeah. Where are you going to show me now? This is just through here. That's the. You can't really see it now, but the, there was a stone there that was the marker of the the old one of old barons who was slayed at the Battle of Towley. The Battle of Towley? It's the Battle of Towley, but really it were obsic, really, but they called it Towley because it were, you know, it were, that was baronet area. And was this a battle over over what exactly? The battle was in uh, 1170. And it was a battle over... It was only one day. I don't mean like, oh, when it, I mean, it, oh, what it was, what was what it was about? What was the battle? It was what land. was it about? Land. It was about land. Land. Land and, and probably... Um, would they have been fighting for commodities? I don't know. You see, this is another dispute that there's, they, they were fighting over uh, mining, 
Right, but I don't... I thought I you don't. said there wasn't really any I mining. know, because I don't, I've not found enough evidence of mining. So probably they were fighting because somebody thought that there were going to be a good opportunity to mine an area, and, and, and they weren't. But anyway, they, they see there ought to be a proper marker for that, but it's just a very small stone now. Somebody may take Actually, the stone... Actually, no, it's not there, it's there. Ah. That's it. So, yeah, it is more distinguished. I will look in at that. What's that, then? That's just a stone, I think. I don't think that... No, it's, it's definitely that one. Years ago, now we're going back to, like, not my, my grand... No, Dad's dad. He, he, when he was... Your granddad? Yeah, historian as well. And they tried to get a, permis a permission, petition to dig up the bones of the Baron, but it were it were refused. And, and, and then they tried again, I think, in the 30s, but then walk on, so it was put on hold. And, and I've not tried to pursue it because I just don't... I don't know, I think we should leave it be. I think he's, he's been peaceful since 1170. I think that's why you could unleash a curse on the village. Uh, yeah, we don't want that. A plague or a pestilence. It's a, it's, you know, it's a happy village, isn't it? There's, you know, you, no, I think, I'm not near. Well, it, I think it is. I, th I, I, I think, that, I think the, the, the community is strong. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> could you take me back to the path, please? Yes, just on here. That's it, then. Yeah, I, I, I wondered if you could just quickly sum up Hobsick in... One or two words. Um, and it, the, the first thing that comes to mind, just hobsick to you, is historically significant. You couldn't ask for any more. Yeah. Mike, thank you very I much. Mean, it's not that historically significant, but I think if if, um, if if you say it's not, I would say that it is. Thanks, Mike. Yeah. The Dell Inn is the oldest inn in Hobsick. It's not the oldest building. That honour goes to Hobsick Castle. Why not go to Hobsick Castle then? Because it's privately owned and the owner won't talk to me for the programme. He's opening the door, somebody. Welcome. Hello, Walter Hall Wallace. Bernard the Lord Moore. I'm here to see Mrs. Postman, as I'm sure you know. Yes. Now, you've come to ask about the. History. The history of the pub, the history of the, the, the folklore, basically. Have you because... got all day? <laughs> well, I can have in a pub. I can spend all day in a pub. I can that. I know. I've seen your, I've seen your, uh, your slate. Have you? I don't look too closely. <laughs> no, I'll, I will pay that, honestly. Oh, I know. Yeah. Now, are you Are you taking me to Mrs. Potsman? I'm taking you on a tour. Yes. Where are we now exactly? Is this, is this the, the, obviously we're in the oldest pub this in Hobsick. Private. Oh, oh, it's, 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 it's the I secret secret I'll quarters. Show you in for the benefits of the uh, the show program. Yeah. Here, in eighteen hundred and four, a man was murdered, and they hid the body in a chest. Over here. Just not there, is it? It's still here. What? Now. He's not in, is he? There. That's the chest. Where's the body? Oh, the body's buried. Oh, good. Good. There's some rubble. I thought you were going to open it and a load of skeleton were going to fall out. That's in the other room, the skeleton. Alright. Do, do, do you find that, that, that it's strange living in a place with so much history which oh, could, be, could, could be called some supernatural? Funny noises you do. At suppose, night. suppose you would in a packed pub. 
Oh no, I mean after hours. After after. Okay. You know the Dell Inn, in all its history, has only ever had one lock-in, and that's because when the clock strikes midnight. That clock there. That's when the phantom appears. What? I'm glad it's not midnight now. I'd be, be in a taxi on the way home. In the 1950s, they did hold a lock-in here. Were you, were you here? I wasn't here then, but I've heard about it. Right, what's the tale? They were up gambling and drinking as... As the locals are wont to do. And still, still, still do. Still, they still do. And this whole cabinet behind me. This is this is a strange. Started to shake and tremble, and the drawers flew out across the room and hit a poacher square in the forehead. What? What happened? Knocked him down dead. And that was the only time they ever held. I'm and just going to shut this and, now. And, yeah, and, and, and I don't the, like going in there. And, they, and, and they've, never, they've never had another one because of fear, fear of phantom cabinet. You do, you don't dare mingle mingle with the mess with the phantom cabinet. Well, I think you're very wise. You can't really shift it. I mean, it it's a very nice piece of furniture if you like that sort of thing. I get the impression, Walter. Solid oak. I get the imp- impression, Walter, that you're very respectful of your surroundings. Well, I make a modest living, and I make sure that my customers are happy. And you can't say fairer than that. And people have said, "Why don't you have the vicar round yeah. to sort the ghosts out?" But to be quite honest. If it stops people having lock-ins, I'm all worried. If they only kill poachers and gamblers, I mean... Now down the cellar, Mrs. Posman is waiting. She's down, is she down there in the dark? She's down there in the dark. What's she doing? The door was locked. Was it? It looked like it was. No, that's just a lamp. Oh. She's down there. Okay. I think she's got an old lantern or something, but I've got to go and use the... Facilities. So I'm going down there now. Well, I thought that was the idea. Well, I, can't, I mean, I can do. I mean, I'm, I'm not scared. Why would I be scared? I once piloted a plane in a dream. Right. Well, right, yeah. Okay, go. Mrs. Posman, are you down there? Hello. Is there any chance of turning a light on, please? I don't know how many steps there are. I didn't have a candle, but it's gone out. Well, where's the light switch? The in one. How am I going to get down the stairs? Just get out the anvil. Right. How many steps are there? Eleven. One. Two. Three. Ah, what's that on the wall? Only up and freezing down here. I'm not surprised. I wish I'd gone to optician for a new prescription. Am I here? Have I arrived? Are your eyes adjusting a bit? No. My legs are trying to adjust. I don't want one leg shorter than the other one. I have trouble with stairs. We are here. 
in the cellar of the deli, the oldest sin in Hubsig. And this cellar used to be. What, what did it used to be? The layer. The where? This doesn't sound like. The legendary mythical new man. The new man? I've heard stories of, of, of that, but, but nothing other than playground tittle tattle. And spindly legs and cloven hooves, the new man crouched across some roofs. He hurdled hedges, swum through ponds, and in a flash, like that, he's gone. Where's he gone? Beneath the soil, beneath the stone, a layer he lives in all alone. Eeped eye with corpses, golden gems. Such things as them's his only friends. I don't want to be his friend. With strong, sharp teeth and deadly claws, he'll pin you down upon the floor and eat your face and stew your brains and do a dance on your remains. Can we pull out him? Can we just pull In nightmares, he will haunt you too. No. The old man's here. He's come for you. This is his lair. This is his nest, and you are his uninvited guest. In the cool, cool darkness, I was gripped with the scariest fear I'd experienced since, as a child of ten, I used the abandoned lavatory at the bottom of the garden, which I was told to never go in. I pulled the chain, the cistern tippled over and showered me with bones. On a scale from one to ten, that was a ten. This was a six. My brains went blank. My one knee that was not made of pottery went weak, and I passed out upon the slippery, slimy, slug-smooth flagstones. In that moment of scary fear, Something happened to me that should ideally have happened either earlier or later in the day whilst I was sitting down on a toilet with the lid up and the window open and a robust supply of Isol medicated to hand. I came to with my fingers in something lukewarm, moist and mushy. Luckily, it was peas. Phew, it's peas. Hey, get your filthy fingers out of me, peas. What happened? Why am I in your city? What time is it? I'm meant to be doing the show. Oh, no! Shush! Re- you're recuperating. Recuperating from what? I don't remember. you got to tell me, man. I'll drink a tea. Oh, tea, tea, yeah. Tea plus what else? Plus condensed milk and nine sugars. Just now you like it. What Just happened you to you usually me? Have it. Man, what, what did they do to me over there? What's going over on? Where? Where is it that you think you've been? You tell me, asshole. Was it Saigon? Was it space? Was it the moon, man? <laughs> it was the Dell Inn on Welkley Lane. Really? Been there plenty of times before. Well, my legs won't stop shaking. Why are they shaking? Ethel Posman recited some poetry for you or something in a cellar. You remember about a ghostly nude or something? You started fretting and messed yourself. Filled a rag with them proper. All up your back, all down 54 inch waist tracks from the bottom. They've had to go in bed. I don't nappy coats from my mate, but... It was his lair! It was in his lair! No business had I there in his lair. He pranced perchance to scare Elliot the cellar. The darkness, the cellar in darkness. I'm falling, I'm falling. George, come on, let him finish down. Stop it. Drink your tea. I want what you're eating. No, I don't think that's a good idea. We don't want any what? more accidents. My bathroom looks like somebody out of horror film. I want 
two lots of chips and peas and a large cod, or if the large cods aren't very large, two large cods, or if there are no large cods, three mini cods and onion rings. No, 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 you bowels will not take it. Tell you. I'm telling you. I'm very hungry. You're all right. You've had your lunch. Oh, yeah, you, well, you've had exactly what you wanted. Just have something like well, have I, toast. Well, Can't I, you just have a slice of toast? I don't want chips on toast. Uncle Elliot persisted in his whinging until I simply could not take any more. I've not filled, I've not filled back in my riches, have I? <laughs> yeah, but that was through fright. That wasn't through. That wasn't through treats. Uh, he loves it when I don't get my own way occasionally. You don't do anything you want to me. Deny me food, basically. You can deny you food. Remember what the doctor said. I'm the enabler now. Yeah, you are the enabler, so fulfil that responsibility, please. I'm hungry. It's because he's a controlled freak. I threatened him with the sack. I knew that would do the trick. He hates going in that sack. Off he poddled to our local fish and chips shop, Batter City, returning 15 to 20 minutes later with fish, chips, peas and onion rings. I ate them all in 10 to 15 mins aprox, and although I wasn't quite full... I did still feel scared and my feet were shaking a lot. Maybe this was the sort of scary fear that could only be alleviated by a second big portion of fish, chips and peas. Unfortunately by then it was 10 to 2pm in the afternoon and Batter City shuts at 2pm in the afternoon and Uncle Elliot takes 10 to 15 minutes aprox to walk there and the thought of him going, leaving me alone in his bungalow and returning after 30 to 40 mins aprox with no fish, chips or peas, was putting me in a really bad headspace. Instead I gave him £15, and he went to the Tummyfull portable pizza stand and fetched me two cheese and tomato mini pizzas with a side order of curly fries. And when I'd finished it, I actually felt full. But I did feel still, still, I did feel, still feel, still feel a bit scared, and my feet were still shaking. I gave Uncle Elliot another £15, and he fetched me a half-pound chunk of chugger burger with onion rings, bacon, a fried egg, a large curly fries, and a complimentary dip of my choice, which was crazy Cajun. And when I finished it, I felt very full, but I still felt slightly scared, and my feet were shaking a bit still as well. I gave Uncle Elliot another £15 and he went to Stool Busters and fetched me a family feeder flabmaster bumper belly buster fun meal which consisted of 12 pieces of chicken fried in breadcrumbs, 6 parcels of pointy thin chips, 8 different dips that all tasted the same and a coiled boiled sausage as big as a clock with a puddings tray of four crispy caramel sticky pancakes, four syrup sponges and a washing up basin full of jelly. When I finished it, I didn't feel scared anymore, but I did feel sick. I couldn't see my feet because my tummy was in the way. I wanted to ask Uncle Elliot if my feet were still shaking, but he was getting the wheelbarrow out of the garden shed to go to Secretio's Paunch Palace to fetch me a Grandpa Fosterello Cheese Pleaser Super Shake and two family sacks of Jumpy Monkey Donuts with Double Drip Choco Fudge Extra Sauce. I started to feel scared as well as sick, and I couldn't see my feet to see if they were shaking. Uncle Elliot arrived with the milkshake and donuts, and when I finished them... I was sick, but he assured me my feet weren't shaking and I didn't feel scared anymore. I'd done it. I'd conquered my fear. A huge feeling of achievement flowed through my entire body and out the other end. 
Uncle Elliot took me to the bathroom to change me, and whilst taking advantage of the marvellous lavatorially designed acoustics, I hit on the idea of writing a community song. Something that really would mean something to the people of Hopsick. Something very special. All right, I'll start you. I'll start you off. You ready? had an even better idea. I'd get Uncle Elliot to write it for me. Obviously, Mother and I want the best words, but did you say the verse for yourself? And, uh, how many and verses? I don't know, just how many people you want to write lyrics for. I might actually ask some people to help me with it. Is that all right? Elliot, you ask who you want, as long as you do it. Where are you going now? I said, where are you off to now? Right, well, let's about get 45, about 45 minutes ago. 45 minutes ago? Well, yeah, but I've had my lunch and then I've had to get washed. You're listening to the Sir Bernard Moore Show. The name, Hobsick Community Social Event Club Ballroom Tearum Theatre, conjures an image of a mental picture in the mind. <coughs> Of a great big room, designed for dancing, made for merriment, built for banquets, tailored for tea parties and created for council meetings. Council meetings that go on wait too long. And conclude with a unanimous decision to ban Suburn of Moor from any future council meetings. Spoil sports thing is, the community centre's more than just a big room. It's actually four rooms. One big room, another room nearly as big, but in fact deceptively a fair bit smaller and with a subtly slightly more low-key vibe. A toilet, that we request you leave as you found it, please, and a snappy little kitchenette. And it's in that very kitchenette I met Nick Pinch and his band, Black. Hi, Nick. I'm Bernard. You must be Nick. Hi, Sir Bernard Moore is here. In the, in the, in the flesh. In the flesh. In the and flesh. The, some of the flesh is... Oh, that's a right mess. You're referring to my You've been life. in an accident. It's a minor swelling of the day. It's, it's, it's getting worse. But I'm, yeah, I'll sit down. Could you help me into the seat, please? Right. Take some pressure off my legs. That's Cigarette. Get the lighter. That's it. Thank you very much. That's just what you need when you're feeling a bit invalided. Unfortunately, water retention runs in the family. My dad gets it when he drinks cider all weekend. Right. Mainly gets water retention in his nose, though. Round his nose. Yeah, he ends up looking like one of them creatures under the sea that evolution forgot about. Because Not good. I said no. I think I saw your dad, actually, in the... Uh, where, the where did you see him? Yesterday uh, afternoon. Potentially. About wouldn't. half past three. He was buying toilet rolls and medium strength cider and a small quiche. Sounds like my dad. Yeah. Yes. I've been trawling through the 
old songbook, and I've got a song that's the only one I think is about Hobson. Right, this sounds encouraging, but Nick, I must but say... the bad news is that the band aren't... I was going to say, where have the band the gone? The band have let us down. They've but Nick, I booked my slot! One of them is choosing a new kitchen, and they've decided that the only member of the band that doesn't really need any involvement in selecting the surfaces for the work surfaces for the kitchen is me. Right, so where is this kitchen? Do you all live together? No, it's... Um, it's... What... Uh, What's his name? It's Paul's Kitchen. Paul's Kitchen, but the band's cho- which going to choose the They're kitchen. They're going to They just want to be involved in selecting the work services. Well, I have to sympathise with I, the way I they got... prioritise their day because this is pretty big. Well, this will be broadcast yeah. in the area. In the area, yeah, that's uh, what I said. It's going to be broadcast. Yeah, so, in the area. so you are the only one of Blab. Of Blab, I'm the only representative. Of Blab. Listen, I don't care. Blab. Blab. Sorry, Nick, I've been saying Blab. Don't worry about it. No, nobody no. knows anyway. The tune I'm going to do is yes, Space Nick. Carnival 1991. Space Carnival 19... 19- Which was actually I'm a thing. Last, last year. It was it's, a thing. It there was, was a, probably, what, 400 people? Oh, at least. It was, a, it was a celebratory event that we had on the 20th of July to celebrate 22 years since Americans claimed ownership of the moon. There was uh, all sorts of fun games to be had by all the family. Do you remember, Nick? It was fantastic. I remember... Spot the spaceman. I don't remember that. I remember there being a um, like a machine, like a, a tractor. Some guy had a tractor. That was everybody's favourite. That was um, yes. How long can you last on Uncle Elliot's homemade G-force machine? That was a G-force machine. Yes. Wow. Yes. And, uh, yeah. Many tears were shed. Yeah, I just remember the fumes and the. Yeah. <laughs> for you to actually commemorate that event in a song, Nick, could not be more fitting for this show. So let's hear what you're going to play for us. Ladies and gentlemen, Nick Pinch and Blab with Space Carnival 
that punch won't defy gravity. the group were envisaged selecting appropriately suitable kitchen work surfaces. I felt as if they were really there, chatting and joking about the living daylights, polyrhythms and John Major. Great stuff. Now I'm going in the big room to meet a local theatre group for young people who would otherwise be letting people's tyres down, learning new swear words and smoking drugs. I know they would because one of them swore at me and let my tyres down when I wouldn't sell him any heroin. If those kids only appreciated what Shania and Devereaux went through getting that stuff over here. Man, I dunno. Youth of today. Naughty, naughty. Anyway, let's see what they do with you. Come with me on my borrowed mule and we can head into the, the, the town for... Uh, mead and um, vittles. Vittles. What's vittles? Don't let me interrupt, guys. Yeah, we are at just go too quickly, quickly, quickly. Top of bu- 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 bear with me. Top of page. Do, 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 do. <sighs> Top of page two. Yeah. The mole jail. Mid rehearsal. Right. Mole jail. Have you got it? Under a bit of Have pressure. you got it? Yes! Right. Sometime today, jail, you're in jail. Jail, you will stay in jail. At the mercy of the mole jailers. Pudding is your pudding. Pudding, I have brought the pudding. 
This is script surgery. Does do any of the prisoners does any of the, do any of the prisoners require any powdered soap? Yeah. We're going to do a bit about the train. Yes. All jailers have mercy. Them trainers aren't so dirty. They are. They're filthy. Take them off. Go to the sink and use the cloth. Can't go to the sink and use the cloth because obviously there is no sink yet. Why isn't this dry? This pain? It's, it's boat pain. Boat pain? You are kidding. It's really durable. Yeah, we don't need durability. We've only got three nights. We're not going out to sea. Yeah, but this is look at the colour. Grey. It's just grey. We could have used the spray. We could have used the, 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 the glitter grey spray. Yeah, but I didn't think it'd be enough. So. I think this is way better. It's not better. Look, it's wet. It was wet yesterday. It was wet the day before. It's wet today. It'll be wet tomorrow. It'll be wet tonight. It'll be wet for all the whole thing. You've ruined it. People will be walking around covered in wet pay. Well, that could be part of it. I spoke to self-appointed group director, playwright, protagonist, set designer, musical director and talent scout, Diane Bird. Diane! Diane, could I just take you to one side quickly, yes. just to talk have to about quick. what you are doing? This we, is the local theatre. Uh, this group. is where the Hubsick Community Theatre really earns its name. This is where the magic happens. Theater. This is where the magic uh, hopefully will be happening tomorrow night. Hopefully, and yes. then uh, the next night, and then the next night after that. Three so nights. Yes. So this is like the final running rehearsal? This is, uh, no, the dress rehearsal will be tomorrow, the afternoon, before the performance tomorrow night, the first performance tomorrow night. So it's like a dress, dress rehearsal. Yes. Yeah. Oh, by the way, thank you for the £50. Pardon? Thank you for the £50. I'm sorry? You d- d- donated a cheque for £50. To this? For this. I've paid towards this. We've basically paid for most of the pop and uh, biscuits and... Uh, pot? Pop. Oh, pop. Sorry, I thought you said pot. No. Honestly, these days I'm signing so many cheques, I lose track of things. My, oh, o- my, my yeah. uncle's usually in charge of the business side. Actually, I, see, I think it was him that brought the cheque round. Was. Right, mm. I'll be seeing him shortly, so I'll... Well, just thanks, that. anyway, because it's, really yeah. it's really helping us to, uh, to do this. have more pop and biscuits. Pop. Yes. Right. Yes. Diane, you yes. are the centerpiece of this little outfit, which is not so little in more ways than How one. How do you mean centerpiece? Well, the other, the other one that the other people I know, I'm revolve the, around. I'm in the middle of the room. The, 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 am I right in thinking you actually wrote this? Well, we all contributed something. And it is called. Uh, uh, well, the, the princess of the kingdom of the stupid, stupid moles. Yes. Tell us a little bit about uh, the, how how did the, the group function. 
If they do function, I'm assuming they oh, can. Yeah. Uh, well, they're functioning better now that they, 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 we, we've discouraged them bringing cans. Right. And, and we only, if, if we have a break, we, have, we, we smoke uh, together. We're not all just smoking all at once. Because the room yeah. not full of smoke. Yeah. So we're doing... So it's less a theatre group, more kind of... Oh, well, let's not get, no, no let, I mean, it is a theatre group, but it is mainly a lot of it's social. Because a lot of them don't get out. Mm. And a lot of them don't socialise. Only here, through smoking and drinking pop. And having biscuits, yes. yes. And, and singing. Singing, yes. yeah, well, they, do, obviously they do the singing. Yeah, they do the singing. And what are you hoping to... To achieve? Well, to achieve, well, where do you uh, see well, this going? I, I think what we're, what we're hoping to achieve is... Uh, ultimately, what we're hoping to achieve through uh, this is to achieve... Through achieving this, just a sense of the achievement of doing it. Once, once they've finished... Uh, probably not the first night, but once the, the whole run is, yeah. is finished, they can just have that feeling that they've, that they've, that they've been that, in, that they've in, achieved. They're, they're, yeah, that they've been part of something. Achieved, and, it, it's and they will. It's I mean, they, they, you know, they, they, there's, there's forty, uh, thirty-nine because one of them's got chicken pox. But they, they, there is, they, there's a big company. Let's hope that more don't go down with it before the show. Oh, don't say that. I've said it now. Oh, oh no, that's all I, we need. I've said it, it now. I've said yeah, it. that's yeah. all we need. Yeah. Anyway, Diane, it's been nice. It's, in, in yeah, I just ways. hope that we can pull it off. Yeah, that's always the thing. Yeah, good <laughs> luck. It, it? Good luck, and I'll don't I'll say good luck. You say break the leg. Break in the theatre. In the theatre. Don't say good luck. You're cursed. Yes, yeah. don't go down with chicken pox now. No, I'm going to have to be wary of that. Bye. The dreary heat of the day and my attempts to self-medicate my shaky, breaky legs with heavy wine and light opiates had started to take their toll. I found a 1.25 metre square of cardboard on the floor of the toilets and grabbed 40 winks for 45 mins aprox. Other things happened too. Sometimes you just need a little vom. When I came to, I tiptoed into the kitchenette to steal some food and look in the fridge to see if anyone had left any meds which I could pilfer when a small man with a big perm shouted at me. His name was Ian Rantsperm and he was just about to set up ten chairs to welcome the members of his weekly self-help group. Okay, I, d- I didn't know there was such a thing as a self-help group. What? It's not a self-help group. They're not helping themselves, I help them. People come to me and say, Ian, we a problem. Say good. Well, I've got a solution. What sort of problems do people come with? Yeah. All sorts. All what? sorts of problems. They come to me and say, Ian, I'm drinking eight pints of beer every night. I say, well, what are you doing? They say, I just sit at home next to the radiator, I drink eight pints. I says, it's not the pints, it's the place. Get yourself down to a pub. Drink. Get yourself on a bench seat and drink with a friend. Because solitary is no good to anybody. And that's it? your idea of a solution? Well, it's, it's one solution, isn't it? I mean, how do you wean people off bottle? It's impossible. I've found it impossible, I have to say. Yeah. I mean, Other fa- people come to me, and they, one woman, she comes, she says, I can't stop my son eating rabbit food. That's quite a problem. Yeah, they haven't even got a rabbit. Even bigger problem, isn't it? Some thought he were a rabbit. They wanted a rabbit, she won't give him a rabbit, so starts eating rabbit food, pinching it front pet shop, eating the food, eating the rabbit's food that they didn't have. What was your solution? I'm still working on that one. Right, is he coming tonight then? He's, no, uh, that's a home visit. I have to get dressed as a reptile to try and intimidate him out of his hutch. My goodness, that is a solution oh, of the it's a challenge. Ian, what's... You're all sorts here, you know. Yeah, I was just about to ask. Yeah, yeah. Usually, 
depends how hungover I am. Just put a video on for him. Something light-hearted, you know, like compo. Other times, you know, they'll start to open up a bit. We start talking about the problems. Other I, times you just watch comedies. Sometimes, yeah, it's the only thing to do. I mean, they think they've got problems. I've got to deal with all their problems. Yeah. And they want answers. And I don't have them. Have you ever had a problem that you've not found a solution to? And yeah, what I mean, well, I, I think through years I've been at this since... Well, since I stopped working for to fisheries, so I've been at this now 12 years. I would say I've probably solved under half of the problems. This this is, you know, it's... It's a stressful job, it's a, I can tell. It's stressful. I, I don't ask a lot. I ask a pound a session. A pound a session? But a lot of How this... How long's the session? It's an hour. So, so it's not bad really, is it? No. A dozen no. of them turn up. But you it's, know, your, it's I've your got my petrol money. I don't ask for petrol Where money. Where have you come from? From the Rother Valley. You've come all the way from the Rother Valley? A lot of these people with problems, first thing I'll ask them, other than, you know, what's your name and things like that, do you know anybody from Rother Valley? And Nine do they say they, what? they don't know. They, they don't, don't know, know anyone from Rother Valley. Other than you? Other, well, other than me. Do you, do you introduce yourself as being from the Rother Valley? Always, because you never know who you're talking to. I can tell already you're not from Rother Valley. No, I'm from Cairo. Yeah, really? Cairo? Well, wow. I was born there, yeah. Right. Do you work for the Rother Valley Tourist Board, by any no. chance? No. No? No. I'm, ind- I'm independent. I have no qualifications. I tell really? this to on really? the first session, I say, if you want certificates, if you want medals pinned on my chest, I say, I have not the one. But because you do have... None. No, I mean, I've you have got, like, now, so... Well, 12 year experience. Yeah. Plus, I'm from the Rother Valley. And how do people sort their problems out in the Rother Valley, if well, that's... Well, like I'm telling you now, straight... You know, sort it out, get it sorted, nip it in the bud. That's a good start. One of the wisest people I ever know, knew, as he's passed on now, right. was uh, Graham Cheeseshaw. I don't know him. No, well, you won't do. He was from the Rother Valley. He well, was. actually, then he, he was. Graham Cheesethorpe. Cheeseshaw. Cheeseshaw. And then he moved, moved to Doncaster. Right. And he had two porcupines, and he taught them to sing in unison, not very loud, but with skill and we recorded it in stereo and that recording is absolutely second to none you can put that on your show I continued to talk to Ian Rantsperm for a further 4 minutes 90 seconds approx until his group turned up I've got to go and set chairs they looked a lot like the theatre group only 15 years older and more divorced I thought come on Bernard off your puddle this ain't your crowd if Ian hadn't told me they had problems, I never would have guessed. One of them even looked so much like me, I thought it was me. She even had my walk. The only difference was, she needed help, and I was in need of none. In that, I was super fortunate, and she was super unlucky. But she was also super fortunate to have Ian, who was super unlucky to have to deal with her. As I walked through the cemetery to grab some precious me-time, I lit a spliff and renumerated Ian's parting words to me, which echoed in my brains. I say to him each and every one, do you wish to languish in the washing-up bowl of deceit or set sail on the yacht of treats? 
And the most of them choose the yacht of dreams. Which this week means either a jock and orange twig sells a dime out. Something was starting to begin to occur to me. Not now massively revelatory-like, but I did feel it enter in my head as a thought worth thinking about. Down to earth, I kept thinking. Yeah! Hopsick people are down to earth. They talk to you. They listen a bit. They pull together. Down to earth. Ooh, ooh. But what happens when a down to earth person finds themselves out of this world? Get ready, cos this is true. In the summer of 1990... Tim Splashsleeve, who lives right here in Hobsick, was taken in a spacecraft into space by space aliens. Still sceptical? Get ready and fasten your seatbelt because he's taking me somewhere in his car. I'd been at a Ruby wedding do, but unfortunately, I'd, uh, I'd uh, got the got the percentages mixed up. I thought that. I was drinking a 3.7 percent. Sessionate. Light ale. I was drinking a 7.3 percent barley wine. It's a pretty substantial difference, um, Tim. Uh, it's pretty substantial. Yeah. I soon found out it didn't suit me. And, uh, Did you find out by running into a ditch or? No, no, no. I'm still at the Ruby wedding, though. Oh, right. I thought you said you were coming on the road. Well, I'm retracted show you where I was driving yes. that night. Because I'm not familiar with it. Well, I'm familiar with this road now, but I wasn't at the time. Particularly uh, not after all that ale. Well, I've only had two. Ah. But you see, because of the percentages, I didn't have enough sandwiches to mop it up. So, I what? Pro- Sorry. No, go on. But you say, what sandwiches were they? There's ham and mustard. Ham and mushroom? Mustard. Mustard. Ham and tomato and lettuce, cheese and tomato, cheese and onion. Got a good memory too. And, oh yeah, because who does the uh, catering, that's it, isn't it. It's always the same. They always put a very simple spread. And how many sandwiches did you have? Uh, I probably had about five small sandwiches. Of which, which and, types uh, of sandwich? I had one ham and mustard. Because they're a good one to start off on, aren't they? Yeah, what must have cleanses the palate? They're a good start to sign. And then I had a tuna and cucumber like that for But as I came over this ridge where that car's coming now, yeah. great big Space Aliens craft was right before me. It was, it was massive. I mean... What size are we talking? Oh, that was about as big as Anfield Stadium. I'm not familiar with that. Um, well, uh, what football stadiums are you familiar with? Uh, Saltergate. Oh, it's bigger than Saltergate. Eh? Not as big as, we- as Wembley. But if, if we're just, I'm just going to pull over here. Because this is where... This is where it all started to happen. Now, I'll stop the car about here. Which is where we're stopping now. I know, but that 
You've just run over a pizza. A pizza packaging. I think there was pizza in it. There was packaging. It was pizza packaging. There's another one there. There's another someone's been up here eating Hawaiian pizzas. Put your handbrake on. It's quiet. Now from here we can see right down into the valley. When I first saw it, the first thing I thought was, I can't believe what I'm seeing. But then I thought... You doubted yourself! I thought, I wonder if this, uh, what I've been drinking has been spiked. I thought someone might have uh, put something untoward in there, you know, steridant or something. It does happen. Steridant? I, uh, I could see all the lights flashing what on What colours were the lights? Pale, like, grey lights. Grey blue lights. Like you'd see in a well, bathroom. It wasn't, it at wasn't the hotel. And I stopped hmm. and I thought, shall I get out? But I was looking at it all the time and uh, and it wasn't moving. But then it did move and it started to come towards me. So I thought, I'm going to have to. <laughs> quick thinking here. I remember this lay by, but I thought, I bet the space aliens don't know about it. They wouldn't know. And I don't think they did. Because no. they went past me and I thought, I've mm. lost them. But then, I didn't realise that behind them was another space sailing craft. This gets from bad to worse. And that, that came down in the field right next to me. Probably about 60, 70 yards away. And about a dozen ref-sized aliens came out. What do you mean ref-sized? Like as big as a football Oh, referee! referee. Yes, I've heard of Quite those. Quite thin legs, paunchy, yeah. pale faces. With whistles? Did they have whistles? No. But they were all so sort of... One of two of them was coming in my direction, but the others were just sort of milling about, you know, as if they were waiting for... Uh, something to be on the, the telly? ...program or hot dog yeah. or something. Yeah. What happened next? I got inside a polytunnel... I thought maybe the, uh, pl might, the plastic I'm... sheet might, if they shone a, a torch at me, it might just reflect back and they wouldn't see me. So I got down in a polytunnel. And, uh, I was was that adjacent to the lake? Did the field behind the lake by? It was in the field. It was in the field. It's just as near the uh, nursery. And I, I think they were growing uh, tomatoes or something in there, or uh, radishes, I think it was. Or was it tomatoes? I can't really. I don't know because it would dark, you see. Yeah. Strange what you forget. It's strange what you what forget. What you remember. Strange what you remember. <laughs> uh, well, I can I was... remember things and other people say that definitely never happened. Really? I wonder if the car's having memories. The car's perhaps having memories itself. I'm not sure. No. no. Does it ever drive itself like a supernatural car? No. No. Wouldn't it be weird if it just set off and then you like flew away? Well, I wish it could, because I'd have got in it and I'd have zip, Chased him. zipped off to New Zealand. So did the, the New Zealand? For a fortnight. Yeah. To, to escape the British winter? No, to escape the space aliens. Ah, space aliens, yes. So anyway, they didn't seem to like it that I shouted at them. Yeah. They took note. A lot of people don't like it when I shout at them. No, do you, <laughs> you have can, a loud voice? You can ask my daughter-in-law about that one. Isn't it weird? Yeah, you know, she's always causing problems within our family. Yeah, she shout at her. Well, I've had to do once because, uh, you, you know, it was a 
Gravy Boat had been in the family for almost 70, 75 years. And to just uh, disregard it like that and throw yeah. it out. We had an old spoon. I was so scared, yeah. and uh, I thought, shall I shut my eyes? If I shut my eyes, it might go away. I shut my eyes, and I could just still hear them. And I opened my eyes, and they were even nearer. So uh, not, not a good technique, not a good then, technique that one. That one. Yeah. And uh, just for advice, if anyone does get followed by a space alien's craft, don't bother hiding in a polytunnel. <laughs> Because all he'll do is ruin somebody's tomatoes. Yeah, or radishes. Or radishes. Yeah. Pretty sure they were tomatoes. They were tomatoes because they had tomatoes all down my shirt. Tim, where, Tim, Tim, where are you taking me? I was going to show you where the spacecraft landed. What can you see? What am I meant to be looking at? Off, you see that? What? Where? Why? Where? 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 What is that? That's where it landed. Tim, uh, this is this is this is not what I expected. I don't think I was exaggerating when I said it was as big as Anfield Stadium. There is a huge area of blackness burnt, burnt into the ground. It's there's a there's a, there's a slightly metallic, metallic sense to the air. It's probably magnets. It's most unusual. Magnets. Magnetism. A in, magnet? In the ground. Yeah. Have you sure had anybody it's... up here with any kind of uh, professional equipment? Uh, my missus has been up with Hoover to just pick up some metallic parts. Yeah. You know, from Have the... you sent these away to a local university for testing? Um, and if so, what were no. you hoping to... Oh, you haven't... I haven't, no. Right. Because we... The thing is that everything's obviously so burnt that... They're... Any fragments that, that are in there, you can't really pick them up. It's they're... exceptionally hard. So we went around with the uh, battery battery vacuum cleaner. We've got one for caravan, see? Yeah. Very, very handy piece of kit. Yes, I runs wish off, I had one. Runs off a 12-volt car. Mum won't let me use the Hoover on my own. She says so... I'll start sucking things with it. I shouldn't. Really? I'll just, like, mess about. I'll just muck about, you know. And we picked apart the contents of the Hoover, Hoover bag one Sunday afternoon, Sunday night. And uh, some of the stuff that emerged from the contents of the vacuum cleaner bag... Scary. ...were uh, very unusual stuff. What did you find? Uh, stuff that looked like uh, tin foil, but you could crunch it up in your hand and it was silent, and then it would spring back to the, uh, the shape it was before, which was also a scrunched-up shape. Could it have been used to wrap sandwiches in by the aliens themselves? That's what I thought. Because it wasn't, obviously, it wasn't a crash site. Yeah. You know, uh, sometimes when you it, try and wrap a pork pie in regular foil and, and the, the shape becomes so distorted that it starts to rip, perhaps what they've done is, 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 is wrap some large, irregularly shaped baked pies with that material. Did you see any evidence? Because you can, you can tie them up with string as pork, well, which can help sometimes pies. on a picnic. No, I didn't see any evidence of pork pies. Tim, have you, have you been up here... Regularly, because I know there's, 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 every, there's every some week. cans and cigarettes. Was that's that the aliens? Me. That's not me. That well, could have been the, the aliens uh, then. No, I don't think so. Um, that's your uh, Sky at Night watchers who've got, oh, wind, do they got wind of this. Yeah. I think actually what they really 
Referred to them as uh, cool pair and <laughs> get a bit drunk. <laughs> and they can say what they want, can't they? I wouldn't want to be drunk up here. No. I think I'd feel uh, very sure I'm drunker I mean, than I am now. I was a bit drunk the night that they abducted me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I say it was abduction in a way. It was really um, it was sort of my fault because, uh, you know, I shouted at them. So. But what do you re- what do you remember of the abduction itself? And what? did they bring you back here? Were you brought back here after the abduction? Yeah, yeah. Did you have car keys still and all that? The keys were foolishly, and I won't make this mistake again. The fo- foolishly, the car keys were still in the car. So they didn't want to nick car then. They weren't after car. They were after no, you. No, they wanted me. And what? Why? Why were they after you? Do you think? I mean, you've got Beats a successful me. job at the post office. Well, Do you think they wanted some sort of knowledge about how our monetary and investment systems work? Did they, did well, they, did they purge your mind for, the, for this kind of thing? If they did want to know about money and investments, they certainly didn't ask me about it. Could it be that you're not actually recalling some of the, some of the, the, the events while you were on the spaceship? Do you think they may have like muddled and scrambled your mind? Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure. So they could have done things to you, with you, for you that you can't remember. Yeah. Have you got any other like, abilities? Have you like got any any extra abilities after having this experience? I've noticed I'm I'm a lot better with planar. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like was stronger. Or? I'm just more ac- more accurate at seeing which end of the because we had to play, we had a door frame, a very troublesome door frame. At your house. At our house, yeah. It's the hmm. it's the uh, front room that goes into the. Kitchen, they eh? get a lot of traffic. A front, a, 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 well, a door in front of them. They get a lot of traffic. We've got a serving hatch, so oh, I if, love a serving hatch. I love it. If I'm in, if I'm in the front room, and Denise is in the kitchen, eh? she can pass through, pass the uh, the meals through the serving hatch. What sort of meals are your favourites to pass through? Shepherd's pie. Shepherd's pie. Do you do it individually on plates, or do you do it? Do you pass through the hatch the entire pie in its tray? Yeah, yeah. Um, mm. You contain the bake the pie one. in the tray. Yeah. No, the first one. You play it up in the kitchen, and then you individually. Always, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just how we do it. Mm. Never thought about it's it. More like, it's more like a restaurant that way. Yeah, yeah. But I'd noticed that the door was sticking, and Denise kept saying, "I ought to." Able to get that door planed, and I was a bit apprehensive about it. Uh, not very confident <laughs> with the planer, it's, even though it's a, it's a good planer. An alien abduction could knock confidence with planing. I, I can see it. I can see it now. Well, it did. Um, uh, that's another big part of the mystery. Um, other than that, uh, well, other strange thing that's happened. Uh, We've but, not finished the planing story. Obviously, you got I got the door off, and you planed in. It was fine. Yeah. Right. Superb job. Yeah. yeah. In fact. Um, cousin of mine was a retired joiner. What's his, he, he, her name, her name, his name? Alan. Alan. He said, oh, you've, you've had a joiner to look at this, I see. Ooh. I said, no. Said, no. <laughs> that, it. that proud did moment. It, did it myself. <laughs> <laughs> I love stories yeah. like this. I love stories like this. It's like when my uncle came over and he heard somebody playing the trumpet. And he came upstairs and he said, have you, have you had a tape on? And I said, really? I said, well, it was a tape, but I thought about saying no, it was me, but that would have been a lie. So you were playing a cassette of a trumpeter. Yeah. And I wanted to say that it was me. I've just realised that story doesn't really work in the context really of what now. Anything to do with what I was on about? I think 
If it's alright, I think we'll go back to the... Uh, yeah, yeah. Tim, 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 Tim. Have you got any food in the cup? I've got a small tub of coleslaw. Have you got any sp- a spoon or a fork or anything? I suppose you could just eat coleslaw with a hand, couldn't you? You're not eating my coleslaw. Could I have a bit? I've been... I've had special instructions from... Not from the aliens? No, no. From Denise. Bring... Bring a small... Small... Small coleslaw back. I could have listened to Tim Splash Sleeve's Encounters of Alien Tales. I mean, Tales of Alien Encounters. All day. But I'd got to get to the community centre because I'd arranged to see Uncle Elliot and the French musicians he'd recruited to help with the community song. It was important to me. Really important. So important that I'd bribed the caretaker with a bottle of Stuart's cream of the barley and 100 quid to boot boiled egg painting off the rotor so we'd have use of the big room. He took the money and the scotch, but I'll never forget the look on his sad caretaker's face. Never in Hobsick's history had the boiled egg painters been made to paint their boiled eggs in the slightly smaller other room. It was unheard of. I suddenly felt very stupid. There I was, hoping to bring the community together with some kind of ill-organised sing-along accompanied by a band that only existed in the pickled brains of a drunk, washed-up, retired child actor, and already I'd offended the local artists. It was probably just because I was hungry, but I started to feel ever so trembly and nauseous. I broke into the community centre by punching my hat over the window pane. Then I realised I wasn't wearing a hat. I waddled to the kitchenette and wrapped my glass-embedded fist in aluminum foil to stop the bleeding. I went in the big room. No band. No rehearsal in progress. No chairs set out in rows in that optimistic way where you slightly stagger the positioning so that, in theory, the people in the row behind should be able to see over the shoulders of the people in front. Uncle Elliot had let me down. But way more worser than that, I'd let Hobsick down. Big time. I left a 500-word apology written in blood on the floor for the boiled egg painters and crept to the toilets to be alone. The cardboard they put down around the heel of the lavatory where I'd slept earlier that day invited me for another 40 winks and sleep arrived as swiftly and silently as a 7.65mm bullet fired from a silenced wall the PPK fired by Timothy Dalton in the living daylights. Everybody's here now with the backing band and the law. What band? The same band that I had 
knows where it is, but it's on the map, right here, a place that we all share. painting group group hadn't been in the least bit offended by my slice scheme of rotididdling with the caretaker regarding prioritized use of the big room Ugh. the egg painters had gone on a field trip to a hatchery and the caretaker I bribed with cash and Stuart's cream of the barley wasn't a caretaker at all he was a burglar his attempts to pinch the new PA system became seriously undermined when he slipped on the congealing pools of my apology-themed blood and shattered his pelvis. Just shows how fate can turn even an unrequired apology into something 100% worthwhile. It's very easy for that to be the end. It's very easy. To end at a point when everyone's together. But it's all about the reflection upon bringing people together. That's where I started. I've been on a journey that I to be honest, for most of it, didn't want to be on. But not for reasons that a lot of you would think. Not for reasons that I didn't want to meet the people of Hopsick or talk to them. But I mean, for reasons that the more I did speak to them, the more it revealed. about me and about why I am here and that was the point and everybody came together even when I was not in a good headspace they were there and even unclearly it came through at the end. And you know what? He always does. And that's all you can ask for. Anybody. From who you are. Where you live and the people you live with. Hobsick. Nobody knows where it is. But it's in our hearts. It's us. It's the place that makes us who we make, what Hobsick makes the people who make this village, what it means to the folks who are, who are they are because they live here. And it's as simple as that. See ya.
Hey, don't they get into some scrapes. That was A Hobsick Odyssey, Discoveries of the Then and Mysteries of the Now, a special feature-length episode of the Sir Bernard Moore Show, which is an independently made programme created, produced, directed, recorded and edited by the Dethick Brothers. This time, it featured Joseph Dethick as Sir Bernard Moore, Bernard's dad, Joe Moore, and the drugs dealer, Tom Uckpains, with Jim Dethick as Uncle Elliot Campy, Bernard's mum, Mrs Moore, the historian, Mike Jacob, Walter O. Wallace, Ethel Bosman, Nick Pinch, Diane Birdbear, Adam Fairbrother, Ian Rantsperm, Tim Splashsleeve, Mrs Disco, and the two spaceship mechanics, Werner and Rex. It were a largely improvised episode with written voiceover by Jim and Joseph Dethick and music by them too as well. Next time, Sir Bernard Moore and his dad visit the Meadow Hall Shopping Precinct in Sheffield, where they're on the lookout for a bargain pair of Velcro-fastening smart shoes for an upcoming job interview. An Uncle Elliot Campy cooks Sunday lunch on the engine of a Land Rover 90 for a hungry crowd of hillwalkers on Spudstuck Moor. Till then, ta-da and take care.